Hello, everyone, and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. This is Chapter 42. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B. And we're in the thick things, man. Like, we got all sorts of stuff going on. We got WWE Hell in a Cell coming up this weekend. We got um, UFC 216 coming up this weekend. It's my birthday this weekend. Uh, We got MLB playoffs starting uh, up. Actually, they already started, technically. Um, We got uh, hockey starting up tomorrow. Or tonight, sorry. Bruins start tomorrow. Actually, hockey starts tonight. By the time you listen to this, it probably already started. Um, We got basketball starting up in a little less than two weeks, I believe. Uh, Football's in the thick of thins. You know, we got all the sports going on right now. We got uh, Halloween stuff going on, sort of, maybe. Not really. It's still early for that. But, you know, all the horror movies are starting to come out. Um, although they kind of already had, but they're starting to show all the ads for all the new ones that are going to be coming out pretty soon. Uh, what else is going on? I don't know. There's just craziness. There's a new Blade Runner coming out this weekend. I don't know what year is this. Um, but anyways, before we get into any and all of that, let's take a little trip back in time to, uh, the last podcast I did two weeks ago, um, and I made some predictions. And let's see how I did. I mean, I did pretty well. I'm going to say I, I did pretty well. I got to say. Um, all right. So we'll start off with um, uh, Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor 15, which took place, uh, which I believe it was Friday, September, was it the 19th? Is that right? My date right? No, it was definitely not the 19th. <laughs> the 22nd. Okay. My math was wrong. Um, but, um, alright, so how'd I do? Alright, well, uh, things kicked off with a, the six-man tag match. The winner was take on the other six-man tag match thing. Uh, the Kingdom took on uh, Bully Ray and the Briscoes. And while I was right in my prediction, I was wrong at what match it was going to happen. Uh, as, I, as you may have heard, I said, I believe Bully Ray and... Jay Lethal are going to end up uh, fighting each other. And while it didn't happen in this match, uh, Bully Ray and the Briscoes did win. They beat the Kingdom. Um, it, 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 uh, it happened a little bit later. But let's, let's, before we get to that, so they won. They're going on to face the Hung Bucks and for the titles. Next up, Marty Scroll took on... Um, uh, who do you take on? <laughs> Wow, I'm blanking. I just watched this too, not not too long ago. Um, he took on um, uh, the, wasn't Jay White. He took the. Why am I blanking? Why am I blanking? Who 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 did he fight? Oh man, I have to look it up. All right, so anyways, Marty Scroll won obviously because if he hadn't have, I would have known who won. But why am I blanking on who he fought? Um, <laughs> wow. This is, uh, my mind is going. I see you get older. I'm having a birthday coming up this weekend. I'm getting older. I'm getting forgetful. And unfortunately, it happens at my advanced stage. Um, uh, what am I even doing now? All right, so I got to look up. Um, and of course, he took on, as you all knew, and I already knew this, was Chucky T, Chuck Taylor. Not the guy that made the shoes, but the wrestler be kind of weird if he beat up the guy that made the shoes. Might have been more interesting, actually. But anyways, he's, he won. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then next up, uh, the Punishment Martinez beat Jay White in a Las Vegas street fight. That was a brutal match. Um, ended up with the thumbtacks in the ring. So, yep, you got that one right. Then next up was the Jung, the Hung Bucks, uh, Jung Bucks and Hangman Page, who Hangman Page was missing for some reason. I I don't know why, like, they said he wasn't there and he was missing, but then he showed up at the evening match anyways, but he was, like, taped up for some, I don't know, whatever. In in the end, um, Jay Lethal turned, uh, Jay Briscoe turned on Bubba, Bubba Ray Dudley, Bully Ray, whatever you want to call him, um, and uh, he hit him with a table, and the Hung Bucks won. So I got that thing kind of right, but just... It was the wrong match. Um, so then next up, Kenny King uh, took on Kushida for the television title, and I got that right. Uh, you know, Kenny King, they're playing up the whole Bachelorette thing. So I, I kind of made sense. Plus, Kushida's probably headed back to Japan. So, you know, it makes more sense to have someone that's going to be around more often uh, with the title. Uh, next up, we had Silas Young taking on... Jay Lethal in the last man standing match. And to my surprise, Silas Young was able to get the victory on Jay Lethal. I thought, you know, figured Jay Lethal's the face, you know, kind of end the feud. But the feud might not be over. Um, might lead to a, de- uh, what do they call the matches they have? Uh, Fight Without Honor, I believe, at the next pay-per-view, maybe. In my guess. Um, then uh, the Young Bucks... Took on the Motor Machiti Mach- Motor Machiti Motor didn't I do that last time Motor City Machine Guns, um, and uh, to my surprise the Modi- Motor City Machine Guns uh, were able to pull out the victory and win the tag titles. Uh, very surprising. I didn't think that was going to happen, um, but I, you know they kind of played it up, kind of like they did with Christopher Daniels uh, when he won the title. Oh, they've never won it. Blah blah blah. Yeah yeah yeah. So, they won it. And then finally in the main event, Cody took on uh, Mahoru Suzuki. And Cody won. Uh, and then, um, I don't wasn't was it last? No, it wasn't the next Monday, but the last Monday. The Bullet Club showed up at Raw, which I believe was in San Jose? In the parking lot. But nothing really came of it. Uh, there you go. Alright, so then the next night on the 23rd, no it wasn't, it was the same night. It was technically the 23rd, but it was in Japan, but it aired in the United States on the 22nd, um, so it was happening at the same time, I guess. Um, how'd I do with that? Um, I won't bore you with all the uh, crazy details, but, um, I ended up going 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... Seven and three, and then there was a bout that didn't happen because of injury or whatever. Who even knows at this point? Uh, you know, you know. There's always good for at least one canceled match on these UFC fights. And then No Mercy took place. Uh, now, so my my prediction for the um, pre-show match was a little bit off because uh, I said the Hardy Boys just like blatantly just like. Didn't know what the match was. Just kind of out of off the whim. Said the Hardy Boys. It actually ended up being Elias Sampson taking on Apollo Crews. Or, sorry, Elias. He's not Elias Sampson. Um, I mean, I guessed Elias. You can take my word for it in that or not. Depending on how you feel. 
He won. Uh, so then the first match in the actual pay-per-view, The Miz took on Jason Jordan. The Miz won, retained the title. Uh, no real big surprise there. The uh, Miz Taraj um, got involved, um, I believe, if I can remember correctly. Uh, next up, then Bray Wyatt took on Bray Wyatt took on Finn Balor, but just the regular Finn Balor, not the Demon Finn Balor, which I thought was gonna be mean something, but it didn't. And Finn Balor won. Next up, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins defended the tag titles against the Bar, Cesaro, and, Sh- and Sheamus. Cesaro uh, messed up his mouth pretty bad; it was pretty gross. Uh, pretty good match. Uh, ultimately, uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins did come out on top. Um, the next match, uh, Alexa Bliss took on, um, Sasha Banks, uh, Bailey, Emma, and Nia Jax in a fatal five-way, which Alexa Bliss won to retain the title. Surprised my echo didn't go off, but probably better that it didn't. Um, that, so yeah. Then next up, John Cena took on Roman Reigns in uh, um, a WrestleMania type blah blah blah. Yeah 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 yeah. First time ever. Uh, sure sure whatever. Um, and Roman Reigns won. Kicked out of like five F fives. No, not F fives. Uh, five F. No, what are they called? Attitude adjustments. And um, yeah, then hit him with a spear and won. It was kind of. Odd the way it happened, but now Cena is probably gonna be gone for a while. I don't know when he'd be back. I'd say for the Rumble. If I had to guess, um, he's going off to film Bumblebee and maybe something else. I don't even know. Um, next up, Enzo Amore took on uh, Neville, and I said, uh, and Enzo Amore is gonna win the title by cheating somehow, and that's exactly what he did. He uh, kicked Neville in the Nevilles, um, or something, I don't know, <laughs> and he won the title. Uh, and then finally in the main event, Brock Lesnar defended the Universal Championship against Braun Strowman in a kind of a similar, but not quite as long and not kind of as drawn out match as Cena versus uh, Reigns. Strowman kind of beat up Lesnar, hit him with a bunch of running power slams, which Lesnar kicked out of and then hit him with an F5 and won the match. A little disappointing, I guess. I don't know. Just seemed like it was a little lackluster. And um, especially compared to what had happened in the Cena Reigns match. I don't know. But in any event, uh, yeah. So I did pretty well in my predictions. I mean, I got the Roman Reigns one wrong and I got the Bray Wyatt well, or the rain Cena match wrong. I got the Wyatt Ballard match, but everything else right. So that was pretty good. Um, all right. So what else is going on? Uh, how how are you people doing? Uh, um, what else has been going on? Ah, oh, I went to go see the Pearl Jam documentary. Uh, Let's play two at the drive-in um, this past weekend, and and that's important for a couple different things. Well, first of all, the movie it was okay. I mean, you know. Obviously, they showed a lot of the Pearl Jam concert footage from the Chicago shows, which is cool. But then a lot of the rest of the movie was just about the Cubs and Eddie Vedder liking the Cubs. They did show some old footage of him, like, from 92, I believe. Just, like, walking around Chicago and kind of walking around Wrigley Field, which was which, which is pretty cool. Um, 
But, you know, a lot of it was about those Cubs winning the World Series and Eddie Vedder's love for the Cubs. And so it was kind of like, wait, I mean, what does this have to do with Pearl Jam? It's like, aren't there, isn't, there, isn't the rest of the band from Seattle? You know, it's like, they didn't really have a lot to say. They're just kind of like, yeah, Chicago's cool, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, it was pretty cool. And and there was a um, cover band given to Fly. They were, they were good. Um, this is the Menden Twin Drive-In. But this is... Important also for another reason. First time I've ever been driving. Never been to a driving before. So that was an interesting experience. Um, it was cool. I mean, the weather wasn't great, which was unfortunate. It'd be nice, kind of cool to go actually, like when the weather's nice and, you know, to do a actual movie there or whatever. Um, kind of do it upright. Uh, it was kind of weird though, because on the other, they, they have two screens there. And the other screen, they were showing it. I was just like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. Uh, and then I guess Annabelle Creation, but the thing was, it was they were only showing the Pearl Jam movie, and that was it on one screen. But they were showing it, and then the other movie. So it's like we could have stayed for the other movie, maybe. I don't know. We didn't, but um, yeah. So yeah, that was fun. Drive-ins, I guess. I mean, they're not. I mean, I guess they were more of a thing back in the day, but. There's still some around here, so just never been. Um, speaking of, but speaking of other movies, Blade Runner 2049 comes out this weekend. I might go check that out. Although it's, I hear it's like two hours and like 45 minutes. It's a really long movie. But here's the problem I have is because I was like, well, you know, I haven't seen the original Blade Runner in forever. And then I realized, actually, I have never seen like other version that they released I've only seen the original version, I think. There's, like, five different versions. Because there was, like, the original, original version that never actually, like, came out. But, like, people saw. Then there was, like, another version that they they did. Then there was the theatrical version where they did a whole bunch of changes. um, Because people didn't understand what was going on, I guess. Uh, And then there was a director's cut. But it wasn't really a director's cut. It was kind of a director's cut. And then they did the final cut, which Ridley Scott actually like directly cut himself, I guess. Now, I've never seen that version, I don't think. Uh, the only version I believe I've seen is the original. And even that was years and years ago. Um, so I was like, ah, I should probably watch it to kind of memorize it. Because it's a sequel. It's not a reboot. It's a sequel. Um so, but I was like, what crap, which version do I watch? So, I don't know. I, I want to watch one of them, you know, if I do end up going this weekend to watch the movie. Um, but I don't know which one to watch. Maybe, do I watch both? Maybe that's the answer. Or, well, not, I mean, I know there's like five of them, but I'm from what I gather, you know, there's the theatrical version and then there's the final cut. Those are kind of the ones that you really need to pay attention to if you're, gonna watch it because the other ones were just kind of like variations of those um but those were like the definitive two uh so i don't know i'll go i'll probably watch i don't know if i'll watch both of them but i'll watch one of them uh luckily that movie is not two hours and 45 minutes i think it's only like two hours or maybe 215 or something like that um it's not as long i don't think no i think it's like two hours so that's doable if it was like two hours and forty-five minutes for each version, I don't know if I could handle that. Um, but we shall see because there's a lot of other things, other things going on in the next couple of days before that happens. 
Uh, we got playoffs, M- MLB playoffs, which started last night, and I'm going to make my predictions for that. Um, and um, so they started last night. I was tempted, kind of worried, maybe I should record this last night. As I'm recording, this is Wednesday, October 4th. They started last night with the play of the AL wildcard game. Um, Twins and Yankees and, you know, I didn't make an official prediction on the podcast. I realize that. So there's, you know, believe me if you want to, but uh, I would have, you know, made my prediction of the Yankees um, as much as it would have hate me to do it. That's what I would have said. And, you know, as, um, I'm sorry, I just got an update that Yarmir Yager officially signed with the Calgary Flames. So there you go. He's back for another year, um, which we'll get into in a minute. But yeah, so the Yankees got off to a terrible spark. Um, went down three nothing right away to the Twins, but then bounced back and scored three. And I was kind of back and forth a little bit, and then the Yankees kind of took control, and they won. So there you go. I'm going to count it as a as a as a correct prediction on my end, even though I know it already happened, but I would have predicted it. Blah blah blah. So tonight, um, the uh, Colorado Rockies will be facing off against the Arizona Diamondbacks in Arizona for the NL wild card game. Um, you know, it, it, I don't really know a lot about either of these teams. I haven't really followed the National League very close this season. Um, so I know they both got off to really start. Uh, Really fast starts, and along with the Dodgers, and that division was basically just, you know, th- those three teams were like head and head above. Well, with the Nationals too, those four teams were basically like head and shoulders above the rest of the divisions or the or things. Um, Arizona stayed pretty strong. Colorado kind of drifted off and had to come down to the last weekend to get that final wild card spot. But I think I think I go Arizona. Home field advantage, you know, Colorado's, you know, given their home field advantage, it's a very different home field. And I think that play, play that plays better in Arizona's favor um, than Colorado. I mean, obviously, if they were in Colorado, it would be a different story. Um, but I feel like that's more of an advantage for them in Arizona than it would be for Colorado and Colorado. But either way, it doesn't matter. It's in, it's in Arizona. So I'm going to go with Arizona. Alright, so then what does that mean? Okay, well that means that the Yankees will be taking on the uh, Cleveland Indians, who had the number one seed in the AL, starting tomorrow, best of five. Given that the Yankees, you know, went through their bullpen pretty quickly last night, um, you know, they have a day off, but still. Uh, you know, that's only one game. But then, you know, you have to get, you know, they'll play tomorrow, and then they'll play Friday. And then, you know, you know who knows then, you know. And they're both in Cleveland. So I got to travel, you know. But uh, I'm going to predict Cleveland wins three games to one. I think the Yankees pull one out, uh, probably back in New York. But I think the, the Cleveland's just been too good lately to then lose to the Yankees. And then the other AL uh, uh, 
division series is the Red Sox taking on the Astros. Now, these teams finished up the season playing each other, and while three of the games sort of meant something, the last game of the season didn't mean anything. Uh, And the Red Sox got absolutely smoked in the first game. It was a close second game, but they lost. And then they should have beaten up the Astros pretty good, but David Price kind of let the Astros back of the game on that on Saturday, but ultimately they won, uh, which clinched the division for them. Uh, so uh, the Houston Astros, again, along with, like I was saying before, Arizona, Colorado, and, you know, the Dodgers and stuff, started off super strong and then kind of fell back in the pack, but then finished off pretty well. Red Sox kind of were back and forth all year, um, up and down, up and down. The offense sometimes looked good, offense sometimes looked crappy. Pitching looked really good sometimes, pitching then looked crappy. Uh, you know, David Price coming out of the bullpen is going to be an interesting little twist. Um, you know, we got Sale going in the Pomerantz, but then it gets dicey with, you know, Pom- uh, Porcello or Ed Rodriguez, who have not been very consistent or good this year. Um, so... It's tough to really say. I mean, I gotta, but I gotta go with the Sox, and I think it's gonna go five. I think the Red Sox are gonna win five. I think they're gonna upset, um, upset the uh, Astros in Houston in Game Five, and uh, go on to face the Indians in the ALCS. Shouldn't be the first time. Uh, but then let's move over to the NL now. So with the, the Diamondbacks winning, uh, I'm predicting the Diamondbacks winning um, the wild card game. That would mean they would face the Dodgers. Now, I don't know how they've done against each other this year. Obviously, they're in the same division, so they've uh, played a bunch of times. Um, 19, I guess, or 18, 19. I forget how many how many times you play each other this year uh, now. In a year. Um, I mean, the Dodgers were so good for so long and then kind of totally fell apart. And they've kind of been back and forth since then. Uh, Diamondbacks have been pretty solid all year, but not great. And some stretches, obviously, you know, they're a wild card team. So there you go. But, you know, they're not that far. They weren't that far behind the Dodgers. So, I mean, they're pretty good. Um but I can't go against the Dodgers. But I think it's gonna be close. I think I think it's gonna go. I think it's gonna go five. I think it's gonna go five. But I think the Dodgers are gonna do, gonna win. All right. Then we got the Cubs, who ended up winning the um, a Central. The Central was kind of a mess for most a lot of the year. No one seemed to want to win it. You had Pittsburgh, Milwaukee. Uh, St. Louis and the Cubs all kind of mum, mum, uh, kind of mumbled together, mumbled together. That's not that's not what I'm trying to say. They were kind of just all, all you know fighting for whatever, but none of them wanted to seem to take control until the Cubs finally finally did um, towards the end of the year. And they've been playing pretty well, you know, kind of looking like they did last year a bit more so than they were at the beginning of the year. Um, they had a little bit of a World Series hangover, I guess, uh, but um, they kind of pulled it, pulled it together, and won the division. So, and they're, they'll be taking on, they'll be taking on the Nationals, who, you know, Nationals have been pretty strong all year. Um, 
you know, they haven't had much competition. The East was pretty terrible. Uh, you know, no one even, no one was even close with them for most of the year. So it's like they were kind of in cruise control, but still playing well. I mean, you know, they couldn't catch the Dodgers for the number one seed. And so they kind of eased off the throttle a little bit towards the end of the season. But, you know, it's tough to go against the Cubs given what they did last year or whatever. But, you know, they're not the level Cubbies anymore. They've already won. They're the defending champions. So, you know, people going to turn on them like that. Oh, you guys just won. You know, uh, when was the last time Nationals won? Oh, wait, never. Right? Right? So, you know, even when they Expos, they never won. So, yeah, um, I think the Nationals are going to win. I think it's, I think it's gonna be, I think the Nationals are going to win three to one. All right, so that leads us, and I'll, I'll start with the NL this time. That leads us. Uh, no, you know, I'll start the AL because that's the order that they're going in uh, schedule wise. Uh, so we got the Red Sox taking on. The Cleveland Indians rematch of last year's ALDS, which the uh, Indians pretty much smoked the the Red Sox. And now it's an interesting dynamic because whereas David Price has always been pretty bad in the postseason as a starter, he's actually been pretty good as a reliever. So now that he's in the bullpen, I'm thinking about this because last year he got pretty much um, dominated by the Indians, um, but you know, as a reliever, he actually had pretty good success. I mean, granted, that was 10 years ago or whatever it was. Uh, I mean, as a Red Sox fan, we all remember him coming out of the bullpen in Game 7 against uh, the Red Sox when he was in Tampa and uh, shutting us down and ended up, you know, ended up losing that game. Uh, and our, you know, opportunity to go back-to-back there. Uh, but whatever, that that was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, so who knows, you know, uh, but... Uh, in a seven-game series, I mean, Cleveland's got a really good bullpen. The Sox bullpen was pretty good, too. I mean, now you throw a price in there. I mean, he's kind of a wild card. You know, he's looked some. He's looked okay, but then he's looked not so great. Uh, I mean, Sale Pomerantz, they're solid. But then, you know, you got Ed Rugg, you know, I said this about the first series, you know, and it rings true. And the offense is so up and down, it's tough to know. Whereas Cleveland's offense has been pretty consistent, especially over the last few months when they went on that crazy win streak and whatever. Um, we played them pretty well this year, but they dominated Sale, which is a concern. Um, so, yeah, I, I uh, it, hates, it pains me to do this, but I think the Indians are going to win. Um, and I'm going to say they win four games to two. Yeah, I mean, it pains me to say that, but the Indians are just a really good team. They really, you know, they were crazy good in the middle of the year. You know, came coming so close last year to winning it and then falling short like they did. Um, you know, it, it like it can it can do one of two things. You need light a fire under your ass. Um, you know, similar to what happened with the Red Sox in '04, um, and or. You know, although that, you know, that was an interesting situation, but that could, same thing could sort of happen again this year. You never know. They can end up playing the Cubs again and same sort of deal. But, I mean, I mean, the Red Sox scenario in 04 was ridiculous, but regardless, 
Uh, or you can just fade away and never be heard from again. Um, and that's happened to other teams in the past. Um, but obviously they didn't. You know, they got off to kind of a rocky start, but then, you know, they pulled it together and and, um, and went on that crazy winning streak. And, you know, yeah, so there you go. Um, so moving on to NL, we got the Nationals taking on the Dodgers, who both those teams have been pretty dominant all year. You know, I know the Dodgers kind of fell apart a bit, you know, towards the end of the year, but they were so far ahead of everyone, it didn't really matter. But, you know, you know, that's kind of one of those things where it's like, all right, well, they went through their bad patch then, so maybe they've got it back on track now. Who knows? Nationals, you know, like I said, they kind of, you know, they didn't have much competition in the second half of the season, so there wasn't really much for them to play for. Um, and Bryce Harper got hurt, too, but now he's back, so... You know, that's 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 a big, you know, big thing to see how he can kind of bounce back, you know, after missing so much time. Um, I'm going to go with the Nationals. Yeah. I think it's going to go seven, but I think the Nationals are going to win. And that brings us to the World Series. Um, we got the Washington Nationals taking on... The Cleveland Indians, and I believe, well, let me double check here, because they changed how it works now. It's not based off of um, the World's, uh, the World Series home advantage. It's not based off of the um, All-Star game, because that made sense. It's based off of best record, which has always made sense, but they've never done it until now. Um, so let's see. I don't remember. I don't know who finished where. So Cleveland was 102 and 60, and uh, Nationals were 97 and 66. Yeah, so I mean that's a factor, you know, kind of the way the Nationals kind of, like I said, took off the, took their uh, foot off the pedal a bit towards the end of the season because they didn't really have any competition. Um, I mean, when they won their division by 20 games, you know, there wasn't much to play for there, other than you know trying to catch the Dodgers, um, who were way ahead for the. Home advantage, home field advantage in the National League, but you know you got to factor that in if you're going to make the World Series. You know, there's home advantage on the other side. Um, so the Cleveland would have the home advantage. Um, didn't work out for them last year so much, um, but uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, I mean, they haven't won it. It, this is this will be an interesting series because it'll be similar to last year. I mean, the Indians haven't won it since 50, 40, 1946, was it? Um, right? And then the Nationals, um, even as the Expos or the Nationals, have never won it. Um, so Cleveland Indians... Was it, is it 1946 or am I... Or is it... Um, right? I have that right? Do I have that right? That was 1948. Okay, so I was off by two years. 1948, 1946, whatever. A long time ago is my point. Um, so, yeah. And then the Expos, I mean, Expos slash Nationals have only existed since, I want to say, 72? 69. Again, pretty close, off by a couple years. So, obviously, you know, two teams that historically have not exactly been winners um or at least not from the world series perspective 
Um, so yeah, that, that's a, that's a tough series. It does. There's no way it doesn't go seven in that scenario. And then this time around, I think the Cleveland Indians will. So there you go. But I think I think it will be good series. I think it will go seven. Um, but I think the Indians get you know what they couldn't accomplish. It fell short last year. I think they will do it this year. And there you go. So um, that's my predictions for the playoffs. But we got so much more to talk about. Um, so hockey starts tonight. Pittsburgh Penguins are going to try to defend their titles um, again. Try to three-peat, uh, which hasn't been done, I believe, since the Islanders won four in the early 80s, I, if I'm correct. Yeah, because the, Island, the Islanders won four. And then uh, Oilers won five, but that was two, two, and one. And then, yeah, I, I mean, who knows before that? And, you know, you know, a couple teams have won back-to-back over the years, but no team has won three in a row. Um, yeah, it's tough to make any pr- kind of predictions, especially with hockey. Uh, I mean, you know, it would have been easier to say Pittsburgh is going to win, but, you know, I mean, that's that's whatever you know i mean you could have said that last year but like it was like oh pittsburgh's gonna win but who are they gonna f- who are they gonna play it's like oh well um you know nashville will be back well nashville's an eight seed last year, or eight seed equivalent i think last year and they made it to the finals so you know and they played the 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 uh sharks the year before who were somewhere in the middle i don't remember exactly what seed they were yeah, it's tough. Hockey's tough because, you know, the Kings won from the 8th seed. You know, other teams have gotten there from the 8th seed. It, it's not quite as dominant as, you know, basketball, let's say, or, you know, football in some degree. Um, I mean, especially when it comes to playoffs. But in terms of the regular season, you know, it's tough to predict um, stuff. You know, I'm, I'm no expert. I mean, I like hockey, and I enjoy watching hockey and going to hockey games and all sorts of stuff but in terms of my expertise on who I think is going to win you know here, you know in Oct- you know who I think is going to win the Stanley Cup here in October I don't know I mean as far as the Bruins go I can kind of give you more thought process on what I think is going to happen with them um, unfortunately I think it's going to be similar to last year um, you know I think they'll be fighting for that last playoff spot one of those last playoff spots you know and uh, hopefully, you know, they can win around this year. You know, they'll be they'll be in the mix for a playoff spot, and hopefully, they can get it. Um, fortunately, some of the teams that are you know behind them are getting better, so they got to step it up. You know, I mean, I know we, you know, we got a spot last year, but Toronto and you know Carolina were right 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 on our heels. You know, Ottawa's still there. Uh, Montreal's still gonna be mixed. Tampa Bay, obviously. Um, those are all teams that are going to be, um, you know, right there, you know, but I think they'll be in the mix. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they got one of those, those last seeds, um, you know, how they, you know, it's, it's weird how they do it now, but with the four divisions and whatever, but then like at the last spot, it can go to the other division like it did last year. Um, but yeah. So, 
I don't know. But it should be fun. Um, Bruins have a younger team, I feel like, this year. Although, you know, you still got your veterans. Um, you know, luckily they were able to uh, re-sign Pasternak, which was a which was kind of a big uh, big deal for them to get done in the off season. Um, and yeah, so I look forward to go to some games. Um, if you're listening out there and you want to go to to a game or two, let me know. Hit me up. I can probably get you at a game. Um, and then next, not next week, two weeks from now, we'll start off with basketball. And again, it's easy just to say that the Warriors are going to win. Like, I mean, that's probably more easier to say than the Penguins are going to win. Uh, the, you know, (laughs) the Stanley Cup, the Warriors are going to win the NBA championship. Yeah, sure. That's easy to say. And there's, the off season was crazy and lots of stuff went down, but ultimately, yeah. I mean, how can you go against the Warriors? They still got two of the best players in the league, if not the two best players in the league, on their team. And the rest of the guys aren't that bad either. Uh, how that team can stay together for much longer, I don't know. Uh, but uh, for now, they're still together, so uh, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, obviously the Celtics making all their moves. Um, it's going to be a weird team because, you know, I think there's only four guys returning from last year, if I remember correctly. Um it was Rozier, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Al Horford, I believe, are the only four. You know, they got some guys that are finally coming over that they had drafted. They got a new draft pick, so obviously, with, especially Tatum. Um, you know, obviously, they traded for Kyrie. They traded for Marcus Morris. They signed Aaron Burns. You know, they signed Gordon Hayward, obviously. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting team. Um, but I think they'll be right there. They'll be right there. I think the... You know, I think they'll be able to compete better with the Cleveland Cleveland this year. Um, you know, obviously they got Isaiah from us and Jake Crowder from us, but Isaiah's gonna be out till like January. But then they signed like Derrick Rose and Jose Calderon and Dwayne Wade, which I don't know. Jeff Green, I don't I don't know about that team, but you know they still got LeBron, so obviously they're gonna be in the mix. <laughs> hopefully they can get, hopefully they can get past them. I don't know how well they'll do against Golden State, but you know. It, if um, nothing else, I think they can get past Cleveland this year. You know, if nothing else, I think they'll be more competitive with Cleveland than they were last year. But obviously, a lot of that was um, Isaiah Thomas being hurt. <laughs> so the ironic flip side of that is, if Isaiah Thomas is not hurt, they'll have more of a problem with them because uh, of the trade. But should be a fun season, and I look forward to it. And uh, yeah, I think the Celtics will be right up there for the one seed. You know, with Cleveland. All right, let's move on to the other major uh, sport, and that would be football, uh, NFL. Not the CFL. I don't really know what's going on in the CFL. I, don't, I just know my uh, beloved Hamilton Tiger Cats are not doing so great this year. Uh, but uh, <laughs> as far as the NFL goes, my beloved New England Patriots aren't doing so great this year so far either. Uh, well, offensively, they're doing well. Defensively, they've been atrocious. Uh, two and two so far, which is you know nothing to be too concerned about. They play Tampa tomorrow night on the Thursday night game, second Thursday night game they've had. Uh, I guess the opening Thursday night game's not as bad because you know you hadn't played yet, but still short week. Um, off coming off of a loss. Um, yeah, 
Um, the defense got to step it up. I mean, Tom Brady and the offense, you know, they've been good, but you can't be, you know, you can't do it. They can't do it alone. You need some defense. So hopefully they can get it pulled together. Uh, Bills have been a bit of a surprise. They're three and one. They're leading the division right now. Um, Jets are two and two, which is nuts. Um, one kind of thought they might go in 16, but that's not the case. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're in the playoff race right now. Well, it's, it's super early, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. Everything's kind of meh. Meh. Kansas City is the only team that's really looked impressive so far. Uh, 4-0. That's it. They're the only team undefeated So uh, after four weeks. Um, yeah, that's about it. But, uh, you know, more as it goes along. Still, they're only four weeks in. Um some teams have only played three games because of hurricanes and whatnot. And there's bye weeks starting up this week, so there you go. Um, then it gets all mishmashed and whatever because some teams have played more games and blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, fantasy-wise, um, yeah, again, still early. I'm in the mix. None of my teams are absolutely terrible, but none of them are amazing. So we'll see how it goes. Um, all right, so let's move on to this weekend's activities, shall we? Um, so first of all, um, on Saturday night, uh, October 7th, uh, we have UFC 216. Uh, there are 13 scheduled matches at the moment, which I'm guaranteeing you not all 13 of them happen, because we know how this game gets played out. At least one, if not two, will probably get you know postponed because of injury or drug tests or something um some somebody missing their flight or something who knows um but so far right as of right now as of today uh, there are 13 scheduled uh matches um so first off we have the preliminary matches that take place on the ufc fight pass um so i'm gonna make my predictions let's see how i do this time uh we got a flyweight battle between Matt Schnell and Marco Beltran. And those those names are pretty easy to pronounce, but there are going to be some going down the line that are not going to be as easy, and I apologize ahead of time for my mispronunciations of the uh, UFC fighters' names. To them and their families and their friends and everyone else that's listening out there, I apologize. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to go with Marco Beltran. Um, next up, we got a middleweight battle between Thales Lites. Thales Lites? I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Versus Brad Tavares. Now, I drafted John Tavares in my fantasy hockey team, so I'm kind of hoping there's a big... I'm kind of hoping the Tavareses do well. So I'm going to have to go with Brad Tavares on this one. Plus, I don't have to say that other guy's name again. Um, next up in a flyweight battle, we have John Moraga taking on Magomed Bibutalov. Bib- Bib- I Sorry, again. Um... Mag oh, Magomed Bibotalov. I think that's how you say it. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's not how you say it. Sorry for the train in the background. Um, 
Yes. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go with just a based on names here. So I'm going to go with the other guy, the Magomed guy, because I don't want to say it, but he's probably going to win if I try, don't pick him because of his name. I'm just going to pick Magomed. That's not even how you spell it. All right. So, so next up in, the, in a heavyweight battle, we have Walt Harris taking on Mark Goodbeer. His last name is Goodbeer. Now, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's how you spell it. Sorry, Godbeer. Even better, Godbeer. I also can't read. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, Walt Harris taking on Mark Godbeer. Um, Godbeer. I wonder what Godbeer would be. I don't know, but anyways, I'm going to Mark Godbeer. I mean, come on, how can I know? All right, so now moving on to the other preliminary, the other preliminary card, which is on FXX, if you're wondering. It's not on FS1, it's not on FX, it's not on Fox, it's on FXX. So get that right if you're looking for it on Saturday night. Um, we're starting off with a women's strawweight battle between Pearl Gonzalez and Pollyanna Botel. Patello? I'm going to go with Pearl Gonzalez. Alright, next up we have a lightweight battle between Bobby Green and Lando Venata. Bobby Green is a pretty solid name, but the other guy's named Lando. I mean, I gotta go with Lando, right? I'm just calling him Lando. I don't even care what his last name is. All right, next up, we have a lightweight battle between Will Brooks and Nick Lentz. Will Brooks. Solid name right there. Let me go with Will Brooks. All right, moving along, we have a bantamweight battle between Tom Duquesnoy, uh taking on Cody Stamen. Hmm. I'm going to go Cody Stamen. Alright, now moving on to the main card, which is on pay-per-view. Um, for the measly price of 60 bucks, I'm going to say. Look, I always forget how much these things cost, because the boxing ones always have different prices and whatnot. Um, so... The UFC are usually the same price, I feel like. But given that, I do not know how much they are. And it is... 60 bucks. There you go. Got it right. All right, so... Um, in the first match of the main card, we have a lightweight battle between Benel Daru- Daruish... Dariush? Dariush. Maybe Dariush? Darud. Banel Dariush. I'm going to go. Versus Evan Dunham. He's going to Dunham, right? Evan Dunham. I don't know what that means. I apologize for everyone, to everyone, for everything. Alright, so next up we have a women's uh, flyweight battle between Mara Romero Barella. Taking on 
uh, Kalindra Faria. I'm going to go with Mara Romero Bolello. Um, all right, man. Computer's making noise. All right, next up in a heavyweight battle, we got Fabricio Wordham taking on Derek Lewis. Now, I feel like Fabricio Wordham is in line. Let's see, hold on. Oh, he lost over him. That's right. In his last battle at 2.13. Then he lost... Uh, no, he beat Travis Brown before that. Lost this deep Mio petition. You know, all these guys have fought. He beat Cain Velasquez. He beat Mark Nan. Yeah, there's not a lot of heavyweights, I feel like. Like, they're all, they're all kind of fighting each other. But, um... um should be a fight. Uh... thing real quick all right um let's see how what what did um Derek lewis his last fight was against mark hunt he lost uh back in june that's right in australia no new zealand sorry and he beat travis brown before that yeah it's, i don't know <laughs> i feel like all these guys just beat each other up uh you know i'm gonna go with wordham So they're both coming off a loss, so it's not great. All right, next up in the co-main event of the evening, we have a flyweight uh, championship match with uh, Demetrius Johnson defending his title against Ray Borg. Um... Now, initially, I believe this was supposed to be last 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 month's uh, pay per view, uh, the last UFC's uh, the main event for the last uh, thing, and then because uh, um, Borg got was sick. That's right, Borg got sick, and then they moved the Nunez Amanda Nunez fight fight up to the main event. Uh, yeah, so. They moved it. To, all right, so that makes sense. And then, originally, Stipe Miocic was supposed to fight Cain Velasquez. Um, I guess that was originally the the um, the the uh, targeted main event for this, which didn't end up happening. Uh, but all right, so there's been other bunch of other stuff that's supposed to happen in this. But all right, so this match is happening. Hopefully, as long as someone doesn't get sick or hurt or suspended or miss a flight or whatever. Um, but I do think Demetrius Johnson is going to win. Um, and if I remember correctly, um, which I might not remember anything. No, that wasn't, that wasn't that fight. Never mind. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go with Demetrius. All right. And in the main event of the evening, there is a. Um, um, a lightweight battle for the interim championship between Tony Ferguson and Kevin Lee. Ideally, the winner of this would then fight Conor McGregor for the undisputed 
lightweight championship, but you never really know with Conor McGregor these days what he's going to do. He hasn't really, I don't think he's really said what he's going to do next. He usually could take on another boxing match. Who knows? I'm not sure what his contract says in terms of his UFC obligations, but um, this is for his inter- interim title because obviously he was busy fighting Mayweather. Um, so Tony Ferguson versus Kevin Lee, pretty big matchup. Tony Ferguson coming in off of, um, you know, he's 3-0. and Wait, no. What? Wait, why did... Three and zero in exhibition fights for some reason. Why does that? Come? He's twenty two and three. He's coming off of a fight against Rafael dos Anjos, which took place back in last November. So he hasn't fought in a while. Um, and then Kevin Lee, he is. Um, let's see, he is sixteen and two. He's coming off a win against Michael Chelsea. At uh, the fight night uh, back in June, uh, first round uh, submission. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It should be a good match. I think I'm gonna go Tony Ferguson though. Yeah, I'm going Tony Ferguson. So yeah, there it is. UFC two sixteen this Saturday night. Go check it out. Um, check around your. Local bars, maybe some, some one of them is showing it. Um, I haven't seen anywhere super close to me showing it. There are a few places around. Um, hopefully, there'll be somewhere near that I can go to. Birthday celebration festivities, maybe I don't know. We'll see. But the next day, October eighth, um, which is my birthday, and I will actually be going to the Red Sox game, uh, which is game three against the Astros. Uh, there is WWE Hell in a Cell. Uh, so this is, you know, kind of an interesting pay-per-view given that they're coming off of No Mercy, which was following up SummerSlam, and you had two, you know, WrestleMania-type matches, Uh, you know, but then for, you know, uh, No Mercy, there's really no gimmick, per se, but uh, obviously Hell in a Cell has Hell in a Cell, and unlike last year where they had three Hell in a Cell matches, which seemed a little bit overkill, this year they've toned down back to two. Uh, so that's um, a good thing, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I think three was a little bit overkill. I know I was there for it, so uh, you know, being there for it for three Hell in a Cell is you know is one thing, but to watch it on TV and whatever is a little bit different. But um, all right, let's just get into it. All right, so in the kickoff show, we have a tag team match with Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. You know, Shelton Benjamin, of course, taking the place of Jason Jordan in the American Alpha tag team. They're not calling themselves American Alpha, but, you know, they haven't really done much so far. But they're taking on their hype bros, uh, Mojo Raleigh and Zack Ryder, who've been kind of teasing a breakup because they haven't won a lot of matches lately. So I'm going to go with Gable and Belt. Benjamin. I feel like if they're going to pull the plug on the Hype Bros or whatever, you know, if they got to they got to push Gable and Benjamin a little bit, right? All right, next up, um we got um Bobby Roode uh taking on Dolph Ziggler. So Bobby Roode debuted right after SummerSlam on SmackDown. Uh Dolph Ziggler has been in this weird like 
phase of like impersonating people's entrances and kind of complaining that you don't need an entrance to be a wrestler, but then he's doing people's I don't know. It's confusing, and I think he's just there to push Bobby Roode. So Bobby Roode, I think, is going to win that because he's glorious. All right. Next up, we have um, Randy Orton taking on Rusev in a rematch from SummerSlam. So, yeah, um, Randy Orton beat Rusev at SummerSlam in like 10 seconds or whatever. Then they had a rematch on SmackDown where Rusev beat Randy Orton because of Aiden English, I want to say, got involved, if I remember correctly. Um, So they're one and one. And now here's the next match. So I guess Aiden English and Rusev are kind of like a tag team sort of, maybe kind of, I don't know. Seems a little more kind of like the Rusev Ginger Mahal thing they did earlier this year on Raw for a little bit until, you know, they both came, until Rusev got hurt. And then Ginger Mahal did something, I don't remember. Oh, wait, yeah, he won the WWE Championship. We'll get to that in a minute, though. But, um,. Yeah, so I think Randy Orton's gonna win this one. I, you know, honestly, I thought Russo was gonna last time. I don't know. I think I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go with Randy Orton because I have no idea what they're doing with either of those guys. Um, all right. Next up, we have um, Natalia taking on Charlotte Flair for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Char- uh, Natalia defending the championship against. Charlotte, for you know, are they gonna pull the plug this early on Natalia and give it to Charlotte? And if they do do that, does does uh, Carmella cash Carmella cash in, or either way, does Carmella cash in? Um, I don't think so. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say Natalia wins. I think then Carmella's gonna come down and cause a distraction, which is then in turn gonna help Natalia win. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Natalia though. I don't think they're done with that yet because they don't have the whole thing with Charlotte being undefeated on pay reviews or anything anymore. So we don't have to worry about that. All right, next up we have AJ Styles um, defending the U.S. Championship against Baron Corbin. Uh, I think AJ's going to win. I, I mean, I don't really know what they're doing. I mean, even in this feud, they've been kind of burying um, Corbin. He lost on SmackDown to Ty Dillinger. I mean, I, I don't how, how that builds him up at all first, which means he's probably going to win. But no, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so at all. I don't know where they go with AJ after this, but so maybe they do to get the title off him. I don't know. All right. Next up, we have um, the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships with the New Day uh, defending against the Usos. Yeah, the New Day won it back at some point. I forget when. At some point, they did. Was it on SmackDown? It was on SmackDown, right? Yeah, it was on SmackDown. I feel called Weezo, I believe, because uh, they lost them at SummerSlam on the pre-show to the Usos, but then they won it back. All right, they're defending that, and that's going to be in a Hell in a Cell match, which is that could be cool. That could be cool, but see, all right, it's a Hell in a Cell, so it's not three on two. So I don't know. I, 
from what I gather, it's going to be Biggie and Kofi because I think Xavier's still hurt. Um, taking on the Usos in the Hell in a Cell, but Xavier going to get involved somehow. Gotta imagine he does somehow. Um, and I think the New Day win. I think the New Day win. Next up, and see, I don't know how to do the order of this, but I, I mean, Shane, Shane, Kevin's got to be the main event, I believe. So, in the co-main event, I guess, or I guess the co-main event is the New Day versus the Usos, the co-main event, because that's in Hell in a Cell too. In the championship match, anyways, uh, Jinder Mahal is taking on Shinsuke Nakamura in a rematch from SummerSlam. Uh, Singh brothers are there, so it's another one-on-one match for the championship. No gimmick or anything like that. Which is odd because, like, what's how's it going to be any different than last time? And I don't think it is. I think Ginger's going to win again, somehow. And I don't know what the point is, but I think he is. I mean, I thought they were were done with it last week, last year, last month, sorry, and they weren't. So I don't see why they would give up on it now for you know nothing really, nothing really changing. Uh, and then finally in the main event, Kevin Owens taking on Shane McMahon in a Hell in a Cell. Um, you know the storyline behind this. Uh, Kevin Owens got mad at Shane for some reason, and then was in the was in the was the referee for their for Kevin and AJ's U.S. title match at SummerSlam, and then AJ no Kevin got in his face and blah blah blah. AJ won. Kevin blamed Shane, so then there was a rematch, and then Baron Corbin was supposed to be the referee, but then age, whatever. Bottom line is, then Vince McCann came out after, well, Kevin Owens told Shane that he was should have died, his family better off if he died in the helicopter crash, Shane beat up Kevin, Kevin said he was going to sue, Vince McCann said, came out and said, why would you sue, I'd just crush you in court, and then he said, have a hell in a cell match, and then Kevin headbutted Vince and beat him up um so this all came to what happened on this Tuesday's uh edition they got into another fight outside well not outside but like in the concourse uh Shane then said falls count anywhere match but in the hell in a cell which is confusing because they've kind of always went back and forth on that rule like in some matches yeah you could pin the guy anywhere even if it was on the floor or on the top of the cage or whatever. But in other instances you had to pin them in the ring. So I guess this in this case they're like making it clear. Pinfalls count anywhere. Uh, so Shane taking on Kevin. Pinfalls anywhere in anywhere. But there is a cell. So how they're getting out of the cell. Well <laughs> whatever. Uh I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens. I don't see how I don't see how it benefits anyone from Shane winning, which you know, at the same time though. Doesn't Shane have to win something for him to be relevant in these matches? I don't know. But I don't think it's happening on Sunday. I think Kevin Owens is going to win somehow. And he's going to move on to do something. Again. I don't know what their plans are, but there we go. Also, un- I didn't mention it before, but there's going to be another edition of The Fashion Files, which they've been teasing for a while now. It was actually supposed to be this week. And then they said, no, it's going to be at Hell in Cell. So we'll see if it actually is at Hell in Cell or not. But, yeah, they haven't done anything since before SummerSlam? Well, they did that one thing on 205 Live, and they were on 
briefly one of the SmackDowns, but they haven't had a fashion file, have they? Or maybe they had one? I don't even remember. But they're going to be back at Hell in a Cell, maybe, possibly, we'll see. And there you have it. That's all the weekend's festivities. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. I mean, I'm sure there's other stuff going on, like Harp, no, Harpoon Fest was last week, but some October Fests or whatever, um, I'm sure, because it is October, and it's the fall, and it's folly October stuff is going on. So go carve a pumpkin and p- pick some apples and throw them at your neighbor and then smash pumpkins. No, no smashing pumpkins. I hate smashing pumpkins. No smashing pumpkins. No, I'm just joking. But speaking of smashing pumpkins, Billy Corgan's still trying to work with Impact Wrestling for some reason. I don't know. I really don't care about Impact Wrestling. I guess they're not owned by Dixie Carter, but there's... I don't, you know what? I don't care. Jeff Jarrett's out again. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but uh, another big star from that era, Marilyn Manson, got in a little bit of a issue. Um, he was trying to climb a prop or something on stage a few nights ago and got it fell on him and crushed his ankle, so he had to cancel his tour. Uh, what else is going on? Um, I mean, obviously, I should probably say, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, the tragic events of what happened in Las Vegas, you know. It's been, a, it's been a bad stretch recently. You know, we had the hurricanes in Houston and and uh, Florida and Puerto Rico. There was an earthquake in Mexico. Yeah, it's been crazy. It's been some crazy stuff. And, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers or whatever go out to everyone. However you want to say that. You know, apparently you're not supposed to do that either. You know, I don't know. Whatever, man. I can't keep track of what you're supposed to say and what you're not supposed to say anymore. But... Obviously, those tragic events did happen, and it's terrible and awful, and yeah. But um, in the middle of that whole Las Vegas thing, uh, unfortunately, we lost another legend. Uh, Tom Petty um, passed away. Uh, technically, I guess it was Monday night. There was some confusion on that. Uh, I guess Sunday night, he right around the same time as what was going on in Las Vegas... He was found unconscious, I guess, and then taken to the hospital, and he went. He was in cardiac arrest. They tried to revive him, and I guess they got him breathing again, but his brain functions weren't go- working, and then I guess they removed the plug, uh, took him off life support, moved the plug, which then prompted, I don't know if it was CBS or Rolling Stone or somebody like that to pronounce that he was dead. Um, sometime in Monday afternoon, turned out he wasn't. Turned out he was still alive. He was obviously, you know, in his dying day, dying moments, but he was still alive um, for a few more hours. Um, and then people they retracted the statement, and then people were confused, and they're like, "Wait a minute, he's he's still alive? Is he dead? I don't know." But ultimately, he did pass away um, later that evening, and uh, that sucks, you know. I'd, I'm glad I got to see him um, in concert this this summer. You know, I'd seen him a couple times before, and but there's a couple times I'd passed him. So now I'll see him next time. But luckily, I did get to see him this summer, and uh, that would be the last time I get to see him, unfortunately. But um, I'm glad I did, and they put on a good show, and you know everything seemed good. So you know, I don't know exactly what happened. You know, I mean, obviously he's been a rocker for a many number of years, and I don't think he's been um, the most clean and sober guy ever. I don't really know his too much of that background or whatever, but in the um, rock and roll world, you know, it's it's 
especially you know in the heyday of the you know whatever you know 70s and 80s i guess in 90s for him i don't know what he was into and i don't know what he did but whatever i guess you know just just even touring and and uh and whatever just can catch up with you and i don't know exactly what happened to spawn um the the event the cardiac uh arrest or whatever but um yeah unfortunately he did pass away and so i guess that means i'll leave you with a little bit of tom petty um but before before we get to tom petty uh, i do have to say you know uh, if you do uh, enjoy the podcast, you can always subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. I mean, you can always just go to the blog at reservator.blogspot.com and I will f- post those pictures of the last slam crate. I promise. I know I said I was going to do it more promptly this time, but I didn't. But I will um, soon, hopefully. Uh, but check out the blog at razorvader.blogspot.com. Obviously, Stitcher, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, I apologize. Um, and uh, check me out on Twitter at Razorvader um, and all that good, fun stuff. And have a great weekend. And, um, you know, if you're interested in going to Celtics and Bruins games, I have tickets. So, you know, let me know. I'm always looking for people to go. You know, I mean, a good time, you know. Um, also it's my birthday, so, you know, shoot me some love for the birthday, you know, come on, you know, I accept checks and money orders and cash and beer and, uh, other things, other fun stuff (laughs) for my birthday gifts or whatever, you know, it's cool. You know, you know, when you get to this many, you get to this many birthdays at this point, it's kind of like, yeah, another birthday. Cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. And, uh, I guess I'll leave you with some. Tom Petty, uh, RIP, and I'll check you the next time. Bye. Time to get